whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. I'll tell you more about that story in a little while. But reality of this is, it isn't until we get a real good understanding of who we are, and that humiliates us. Like Isaiah, I'm a man of unclean lips in a land of men with unclean lips. I'm not worthy. worthy. I'm not nothing. I, I deserve nothing. God, and he goes, but okay, but here am I, send me, I'll go. I mean, I got nothing else to live for, I'll go. Go where? He didn't even tell him. But he said, here am I, send me. So ever, never once was it about him fighting his identity. It was all about whatever God wants, God's going to get. And I'm gonna, I, I, I just told him, I'm, I'm not worth this. He gave this to me, he cleaned me up, he gave me this chance to be pure. And what I, I'm not going to be available to go do whatever he needs to be done. Send me. Why? I mean, what you did for me, I'll do whatever you want me to do. That's Isaiah is my hero then. Just like I told you, Paul is too. Out there killing Christians. Gets knocked to the ground and goes, who in the heck are you, Lord? You know, I'm, you're, you're even, you know, don't you know it's hard for you to kick against the pricks? I'm Jesus. And, he, and I went, oh, wow, okay. I'm bad. I'm out. Didn't take long for me to go, I know who I was. And I did a 180. Yeah, Isaiah did a 180. Because in that moment, God had called him to go do something for him? No. He called him by purifying him because he acknowledged the fact that he was a man with unclean lips. And he lived in a world of unclean people. And he didn't want to be like that anymore. So God gave him the, uh, the chance that an angel down touched his lips because he called him out of that uncleanness into a, a clarity of the Spirit. Then... Isaiah said, send me. But he was called of God through the humility of Isaiah. So we're all sitting there going, I want to be called of God. Do you really? Are you ready to meet your hum humiliation? Are you ready to be humbled and say, no, Lord, I have a good handle on how stupid I am, how screwed up I am. I don't want to be like this anymore. Please help me because I, I need to change. I want to change. And, then, and, and that was the only request. I just don't want to be like this anymore. So when you're ready to say, I don't want to be like this anymore, God is faithful. And then he offers up, hey, there's something someplace to go or something to do. You might go, um, you just took care of my bigger than all this baggage I've been carrying for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I'll, say, I'll go. Go where? I don't care. Go to the end of the earth. Doesn't matter to me. Go to the pit of hell. Doesn't matter to me. Why? Because you did this for me. You, you, you helped me, you know, finally solve my unsolvable problem. Because I couldn't solve it. Right? And you sold it. I cried about, cried upon the name of the Lord and said, hey, I need your help. And he goes, okay, I see, I see you're serious. Let me help you. And the proof that he helped him and he was serious, he remained humble to say, I'm here, I'll go. God did not address the call to Isaiah. Isaiah overheard God saying, who will go for us? The call of God is not for the special few. It's for everyone. God's calling us. Will you hear? And you won't be susceptible to hearing unless he's managed to get you unclean and get you cleaned up. Well, how many of you are allowing him to do that? You're still walking in your uncleanness, still acting out in your uncleanness, still doing all your stupid crap like you've always done, and then you want to call upon the name of the Lord and go, who? Who are you? You're still serving you? and you want to, you're, you're addressing yourself to me? I don't think so. Whether or not I hear God's call depends on the state of my ears. Yeah. And what I hear depends on my disposition. So it's not, only what I, it's not only hearing him, it's having what disposition am I in about? Am I going to hear him according to what the will of the Father is or am I going to hear him according to what I think? How many of you hear stuff and, and you realize what you heard wasn't what they said? Okay? Because you turn immediately to what your perceptions, your understanding is, and it blew up in your face, or maybe it didn't go anywhere at all. The challenge is, when we start calling upon the name of the Lord, guess what happens? Clarity. And when I hear depends on my disposition, many are called, but few are chosen. That is, few prove themselves to be the chosen ones. They're all called, but how many people are actually going to be ready and available to do what the will, what the will of the Lord is? Only the chosen ones, the ones that have decided to pick up the mantle and say, thank you for what you've done for me, changing my life around, and I'll never have my life like I had before. I'm only going to have this new life, and now it's a new one. So what do I want to do with a new life? I want to give it to you, Lord. I want to give you this new life I have. I want to give it to you. I'm going to meditate on your word. 
I'm gonna meditate in your spirit. I'm gonna ask your spirit to guide me, lead me. I'm gonna baby walk this thing out until I start finding my my stride in, in this relationship with you. We all say that's what we want, but that's not what we do, is it? The chosen ones are those who have come to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, whereby their disposition has been altered. The ear has been unstopped. All of a sudden, you've been humiliated. You're humble. Apart from you, Lord, I got nothing. I, I need you because it doesn't work. They will hear that still small voice questioning all the time. Who will go for us? It is not a question of God singing, singling out a man and saying, now you go. God did not lay a strong compulsion on Isaiah. God, Isaiah was in the presence of God and he overheard the call. And then realized there was nothing else for him but to say, in a conscious freedom, here I am, send me. You, know, you just did this for me. You just helped me become a, go from being unclean and unclean world. And you pulled me out. You separated me to your word, to your good news. Ah, Hello. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll go scrub toilets with my toothbrush. Seriously, I don't care. You saved me, literally. Not saved me, but brought me to salvation. And your promise is to be my, my Messiah, to deliver me out of salvation into redemption. And where are we struggling with that? Why does that not make sense to us? It's because we haven't got our dispositions figured out yet. Now, God did not say, lay a strong compulsion on Isaiah. Isaiah was in the presence of God and he overheard the call, realized that there was nothing else for him but to say in a conscious freedom, here am I, send me. So get out of your mind the idea of expecting God to come to you with some compulsion and pleadings. That he's going to come out and beg you to come, come out and try to have a special conversation with you to reason with you to help you make the decision of what you need to do. God's not going to do that. I do that. That's my job as a shepherd. He's not going to do that. He's not going to reason with you. He's not going to help you. You're either going to get this or you're not. It's going to be about your determination. When our Lord called his disciples, there was no irresistible compulsion from him outside. The quiet, passionate insistence of his follow me was spoken to men with every power wide awake. He's just like, follow me. Guys are on a boat fishing with their dad. This is their vocation. This is their father. This is family. And they dropped the nets, stepped off the boat, started following Jesus. Sticking like fish, sticking like whatever. But dad's like, where are you going? <laughs> follow him. Who is that? I don't know. He said, follow him. And I just, I'm being drawn. I feel like, hey, I, it's what I need to do. And so they did. How crazy is that, huh? <laughs> the quiet, passionate insistence of the Holy Follow Me was spoken to men with every power wide awake. If we let the Spirit of God bring us face to face with God, we too shall hear something akin to what Isaiah heard, the still small voice of God, and the perfect freedom will say, here am I, send me. Lord, I, I, want, I want to be part of your perfect will. I want to be part of this plan. Why? Because of what you've done for me. Not because I want an identity or I want nothing. Turn with me first of all tonight. Go to Psalms for a minute. Psalms 33, verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looked from heaven, behold all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looked upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioned their hearts alike. He considered all their works. There is no king saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any of by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, have reverence, upon them that hope in his mercy. He's had an eye upon them to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. So our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help. He is our shield. And our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Thy Mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. So, and goes back and says, He called them out. Isaiah 50, I mean, uh, Psalm 50. Verse 1. The mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth 
from the rising of the sun to the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfect perfection of beauty, God has shined. Our God shall come and shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous round about him. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. So gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And the heavens shall desire his righteousness, for God is judge himself. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even your God. Psalm 89. Verse 1. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known the faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. The faithfulness shall you establish in the very heavens. I made a covenant with my chosen, God said. I have sworn unto David, my servant. Your seed will I establish forever and build up a throne to all generations in David. And who's he calling in David? Us. Uh -huh. 105.42 For he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. He brought forth his people from joy and his chosen with gladness. And he gave them the lands of the heathen. They inherited the labor of the people that they might observe his statutes and keep his law, laws. Praise the Lord. So he brought them out, gave them what they needed. He goes, I did this to see if you'd remain faithful to me. He's going to bless you. Like he's doing with you, Daddy, right now. He's going to bless you with his opportunities. And he's going to see if you're going to remain faithful to him. Because God gives and God takes away. And the only one that can look at, look at, look at yourself and realize once he's taken away, whose fault it is, is anyone to go kick yourself in the head going, what was wrong with me? Why not just to respect and appreciate and, and, and reverent God that it was giving me this blessing? Why not have to go off the reservation go out and do this shit on my own? That's what he's saying. What are you going to do? Psalm 106. Verse 1. Praise you, the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Amen. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all of his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that does righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with thy favor that bears unto people. O visit me with thy salvation, that I may see the good of your chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory with thy inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not your wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to them be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated him, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. The waters covered their enemy. There was not one of them left. They believed they his words at that time, and they sang praise to him. So when he does things, we want to believe him in that moment. Israel's notorious habit was, was to forget, which we have that same notorious habit. He does something for us, and we forget by and who and through him what he did. Turn with me to Isaiah 6, 6-1. Help you understand the story. In the year the king of Zion died, I also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And he, one cried to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The posts of the doors moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe unto me, for I am undone because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the king the lord of hosts then flew one of the seraphims to me having a live coal in his hand which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar and he laid it upon my mouth and said lo this has touched thy lips and your iniquity is now taken away and thy sin is purged so that's what caused Isaiah to recognize God for who he was and so I want to be your chosen. I want to be engaged with you. Amen. That's what he said. Here am I. Send me. And that's what God helped him out with. Amen. Isaiah 13. 
verse 1. The burden of Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amos, had seen, lift up a banner upon the high mountain, exalt the voice unto them, shake the hand, and they may go unto the gates of the nobles. I have commanded my sanctified ones. I have also called my mighty ones for my anger, even them that rejoice in my highness. The noise of a multitude of the mountains, like a great number of people, a tumultuous noise to the kings of nations gathered together. The Lord of hosts musters the host of the battle, those that he's called and chosen. They come from a far country, from the end of heaven, even the Lord, the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole land. They that are called show up for war, show up with not intent, oh, I'm glad I'm saved. No, show up and ready to go to war. Do what needs to be done according to what the will of God is. Isaiah 41, verse 1. Keep silence before me, O islands. Let the people renew their strength. Let them come near. Let them speak. Let us come near together to judgment. Who has raised up the righteous man from the east and called him to his foot. Gave the nations before him and made him rule over kings. He gave them as a dust of his, to his sword and as a driven stubble to his bow. He pursued them and passed safely. Even by the way that he had not gone with his feet. Who had wrought and done it calling the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, the first, and with the last, I am he. The isles saw it and feared. The ends of the earth were afraid, drawn near, and came. They helped everyone his neighbor, and every one said to his brother, Be of good courage. So the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith, he that smoothed with the hammer, him that smote with the anvil, saying, It is ready for the soldering and the fastening with the nails, that should we not be moved. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of thy Abraham, my friend. You, whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, I have called you from the chief men thereof, and have said unto you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and cast, I am not going to cast you away. Amen. Fear you not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold thee in the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. So, called, and what's he said? I got you. Behold, all they were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. There shall be as nothing. They that strive with thee shall perish. You shall seek them and shall not find them, even them that are contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be nothing. And as a thing of not. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying to thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Fear not, you worm Jacob, and be not and be, and you, men of Israel, I will help thee, says the Lord, the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I will make you a new sharp threshing instrument, having teeth. I shall thresh the mountains and beat them small, and shall make the hills as chaff. With who? Us. Amen. You shall fan them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them. And you shall rejoice in the Lord, and you shall glory in the Holy One of Israel. When the poor and the needy seek water, there is none, and their tongues fails to thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and high places, fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water, and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar, the shinta tree, and the myrtle, and the oil, oil tree. I will set in the desert the fir tree, and the pine, and the box tree together. <clears throat> they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this, and the Holy One of Israel has created it. I'm going to call you and then I want to let you know what you've been called into. My presence. And this is what my presence looks like. So all things are being done for us. 43.1 But now, thus saith the Lord that created you, O Jacob, he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee, I have called thee by name, your mind. When you pass through the waters, I will be with thee. Through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, neither shall the flame even kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, the Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since you waste, since you was precious in my sight, you have been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore I will give men to thee, people, for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north and give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth. Even every one that is called by my name, I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yes, I have made 
him. Amen. Kind of solves that problem, doesn't it? Yes. 48, verse 12. Hearken to me, O Jacob and Israel, my call. I am he. I am the first. I am also the last. My hand also has laid the foundations of the earth, and my right hand has spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, they stand up together. All ye, assemble yourselves and hear, which among them had declared these things. The Lord has loved them. He will do his pleasure on Babylon. His arm shall be on the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken. Yes, I have called him. I have brought him, and he shall make his way prosperous. Amen. Isaiah 49. Listen, O isles, unto me, and hearken, you people from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb, from the bowels of my mother. Has he made the mention of my name? He has made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand. Has he hidden me? He made me a polished shaft, and his quiver has he held me. Excuse me, hidden me. And said unto me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing. I have and in vain. And yet, surely my judgment is with the Lord, my work with God. And now, says the Lord. So, humbly talking, I realize the mess I made in my life. And then the Lord says, And now, says the Lord, that formed me from the womb to be his servant. To bring Jacob again to him through Israel to be not gathered. Yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord and my God shall be my strength. And he said, it is a light thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Judah and restore the preserved of Israel. I will also give ye for a light to the Gentiles that you may be salvation to the end of the earth. Amen. Romans chapter 1. Verse 1. I, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated of the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection of the dead, by whom we have received grace, apostleship, for obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name's sake, among whom are you also the called of Christ. To them, all of them be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things are going to work together for good to those that love God, those that are called according to His purpose. Amen. For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, his son being first for, firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, whom he called, them he also justified, whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died, yes, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Amen. So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? As is it written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. But no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded, great word, that neither life nor death, angels, principalities or powers, things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, whereby we were called. Mm -hmm. 9.14. What shall we say then to this? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So that it's not of him that wills, nor of him that runs, but of God that shows mercy. Amen. For the scripture says unto Pharaoh, for even of this same purpose, I have raised you up, that I might show my power in you, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. I want to destroy you and destroy you in such a magnificent way. We have stories of all the plays you went through and all the ways you said no, and then ultimately I'm going to kick your butt and the whole world's going to know it. Amen. Okay? To what? Glorify me, he says. Amen. 
Well, that's the kind of guy I want on my side, right? Yeah. And he said, you follow me, and that's what I'm going to do for you. What do we got to do? Follow him. Right? Yes. The scripture said, this purpose he raised up Pharaoh. He might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore, he has mercy in whom he will mercy in whom he, he will. He hardens. You will say then to me, why does he yet find fault? For who has, who has ever resisted his will? No, man, but you aren't though the replies against God. So the thing formed, say to it that formed it, why did you make me this way? Has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel to honor another vessel to dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, like he did with Pharaoh, endure with much long suffering the vessels of wrath that are fitted for destruction? And that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy that stayed right with him and they could continue to partake of the mercy which he had before prepared unto glory. I'm going to give you mercy to deliver you home. I'm going to cause you to become triumphant. Even us, whom he has called, not of the Jews only, but also the Gentiles. As he said also in say, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which is not beloved. And it will come to pass that in the place where it was said to them, you are not my people, there shall they be called the children of the living God. Amen. Isaiah also cried concerning Israel, Though the number of the children of Israel be as the sand of the sea, a remnant only shall be saved. For he will finish the work. He will cut it short in righteousness, because a short work will the Lord make upon the earth. And as Isaiah said before, except the Lord of the Sabbath had left us a seed, we'd all been like Sodom. All of us been made like Gomorrah. Yes. First Corinthians 1. One. Paul, again, called to be an apostle of Jesus through the will of God. Sophonies, our brother, to the church of God, which is that Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ, called to be saints with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace be to you, to the God our Father, for the Lord Jesus. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God was given to you by Christ, that in everything you're enriched by Him in all utterance and all knowledge even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. So that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that you may be blameless the day of our Lord Jesus. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 18. For the preaching of the cross to them that, are, that perish is foolishness. But to us... They're saved, it's the power of God. For it's written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's this so-called dispute of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save those that believed. For the Jews required a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. Of the Jews, it's the stomach block. The Greeks, it's foolishness. For them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ becomes the power of God, and he becomes the wisdom of God. Amen. But the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is, in fact, stronger than men. Yes. Amen. Verse 7. Verse 17. But as God has distributed to every man, 717, as the Lord does, has called everyone, so let him walk. So I ordain in all the churches. Is there any man being called circumcised? Let him not be uncircumcised. Is there anyone called in uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, uncircumcision is nothing, but the keeping of the commandments of God. Let every man abide in the same calling where which he was called. Are you then being called being a servant? Care not for it. But if you may be made free, use it rather. For he that is called to the Lord, being a servant is the Lord's free man. Likewise, also, he that is called, being free, is Christ's servant. So they both do the same thing, but only once they become free through what God's doing. You are bought with a price, so be not the servants of men. Brethren, let every man, wherein he is called, abide there with God. Galatians 1. Verse 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed 
for whom that calls you to the grace of Christ and to some other gospel, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you, than which we have preached, let them be accursed. But as we have said before, I so now I say again, if any man preach any other gospel to you than that which we have received, let them be cursed. For do I now persuade men? Or do I persuade God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be a servant of Christ. Turn me to Galatians 5. Stand fast, therefore, this freedom wherewith Christ has made us free. Amen. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage which we ha happen to be keep doing. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if any be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised. It'll be a debtor to the whole law. If you're going to brag about circumcision, about how you're you know, going to be doing this, you know what to do because you're following the, the legality of your own walk with God. He goes, that means from now on, everything's going to be judged by your ability to walk with God according to the Ten Commandments without failing. Yeah. Not really likely, right? No. no. So Christ, at that point, has become no effect to use wherever you are justified by the law because you've fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, wait for the hope of righteousness by that faith. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision avails anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which works by love. You did run well. So who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion did not come from him that called you. A little leaven is going to leaven that whole lump. Be careful. I have confidence in you, though, through the Lord, that you'll be otherwise minded. But he that troubled you shall bear his judgment, whoever that's going to be. And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I suffer persecution? Is the offense of the cross ceased? Not likely. For I would. They were even cut off which trouble you. For brethren, you've been called into liberty. Only do not use that liberty as an occasion of your flesh. But by love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, that you shall love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and you devour one another, take heed. Let somehow another end up consumed to one another. Make it a end worse than it was at the beginning. Ephesians 1 3. Blessed be God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Amen. According as he has chosen us Amen. in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and we should be without blame before him in love. Amen. Having predestined us unto the adoption of of children by Christ Jesus to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise and the glory of his grace where he has made us accepted in the blood, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace when he abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed within himself, that of the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, both are on the earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worked all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise and the glory of who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted after you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, Amen. which is the earnest of our inheritance till the redemption of the purchased possession, again, unto the praise of his glory. Amen. Ephesians 4, 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you that you would walk worthy of the vocation where you've been called, with all lowliness and meekness and longsuffering, for bring one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in only one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. Colossians 3. 3.1 So if they be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. For Christ sets at the right hand of God. Set your affections on the things above, not on the things of this earth. For you are dead. Your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So Christ, who is our life, shall appear then we shall also appear with him in glory. When he comes back that second time, he's coming back with tens of thousands of his angels. That's going to be us coming back with him. Amen. Because we did the work we need to do today. Amen. Mortify, therefore, your members 
which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, indoor infections, evil, concupiscence, sexual desires, covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God is going to come upon the children of disobedience. In which you also walked some time when you lived in those things. But now you also put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not to one another, saying that you have put off the old man and you put off all the old man's deeds. Amen. And you have put on that new man, which is renewed at the knowledge after the image of that created him. Think about that sin. You've been put off the old man and put on the new man, which is renewed at the knowledge after the image of him, Christ, that created him. He created us to be that new man. Is it any wonder why we struggle with the old? We're, we're like, got this beautiful brand new car out here and we're not, running with, we're not even running according to what it is. We're trying to coast it down the hill instead of start the engine. I'm sorry, if it's a brand new car, we'll start the engine, right? Yeah, yeah it's like watching those, uh, those uh, apocalyptic movies. You know, they got cars, no engines, no gas, no what are they doing? They all get a car and then somebody pushes it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what guys look like sometimes. Well, the world I come from comes fully loaded with gas. Okay? We'll get there from here. Whereas there neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, barbarian, sin, bond, or free, but Christ is all and in all. So put on, therefore, the elect, as the elect of God, the elect of God, chosen and called, holy blood, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against somebody else, even as Christ forgave you, so also should you forgive. And above all these things, put on unconditional love, which is the bond of the maturity of perfectness in you. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you're also called in that one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing grace with your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do, do it in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, by Him. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 2.9 For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail, for labor laboring night and day because we would not be chargeable to any of you. We preached unto you the gospel of God. You are witnesses and God also how holily and justly and unblameably we behaved ourselves among you that believe. As you know how we exhorted and comforted you and charged every one of you as a father does his own children that you would walk worthy of God who had called you in the kingdom and his glory. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing because when he Received the word of God, which you heard of us. You received it not as the word of men, but you received it as true, the word of God, which effectively works also in all of us that believe. Yeah. First Thessalonians 4. Furthermore, we beg you, brethren, and we exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you've received of us how you ought to walk and to please God, so you would abound more and more. For you know that the commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you would abstain from fornication. Let every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God. So no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that Lord is the avenger of all such as we've also forewarned you, and we've actually testified of these things. For God has not called us into uncleanness, but he's called us into holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, he despises God, who also was given to us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write to you, for yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And indeed, you do it towards all the brethren, which are all in Macedonia. But we beg you, brother, that you would increase more and more, that you would study to be quiet and do your own business and work with your own hands as we commanded, that you may walk honestly towards them that are without that you may have lack of nothing in your life. 2 Corinthians 2.13 We're bound to thank God always to you, to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you Amen. to salvation, to the sanctification. The Spirit's going to set you apart. The Spirit of the belief of the truth. Amen. Wherefore He called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or by, by our example. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God and our Father, which has loved us and given us an everlasting consolation of good hope through his grace, let him comfort your hearts. Let him establish you in every good word and every good work. Amen. First Timothy, chapter 6, verse 11. But you, O man of God, 
Let not the root of all evil, which is the love of money and the love of stuff, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life whereto you are called and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. So I'm going to give you charge in the sight of God who quickens all things before Christ Jesus, who him before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that you would keep the commandment without spot, unrebukable, until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ the second time. Which in times he shall show to us who is the blessed and only royal, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who only has immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach, which no man has seen nor can see, to whom the honor and power everlasting to our Lord and Savior Jesus. Second Timothy 1 6. Wherefore I put you in remembrance that you would stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Yes. Be there, you not therefore ashamed of his testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but you be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest or obvious by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. Two, one. You, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Things that you have heard of me among many witnesses of the same commit you also to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. You, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. No man that wars is going to entangle himself again with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him or called him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries or to win, yet he's not crowned except he strive lovely. You've got to play by the rules. The husbandman that labors must be a first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, the Lord give you understanding in all these things. Amen. Hebrews 9, 15. For this cause, Christ is a mediator of the New Testament, that by the means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, all the old rules that were had the whole world was under, that they which are called might receive the promise of an eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must be also a necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is a force after men uh, that once they're dead. Otherwise, it is no longer a strength all the while the testator lives. So where, whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood, neither was the second, the blood of Christ. First Peter 1. Verse 3. I was in verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end, for the grace that we brought unto you at the revelation of Christ Jesus. Gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust and your ignorance. Yes. But as he which has called you is holy, be you also holy in all manner of conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call upon the Father who without respect to persons judges according to every man's work, pass your time of sojourning or living here in fear or reverence. Amen. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold from your selfish conduct received by the traditions of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish, without spot, who verily, truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but as manifest in these last times just for you, who by him you do believe in God, that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God and God alone. First Peter 2, 4. To whom coming as unto the living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, you also as living stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices accepted to God by Christ Jesus. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believes upon him shall not be confounded or disappointed. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he's precious. But to them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense, even to them which stumbled the word, being disobedient, where unto they also were appointed. But you, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priest of the holy nation. A peculiar people, yes. many of you, that should be show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Amen. Which in time past you were not people, but now 
You are peoples. You're his peeps. I like that. Which have not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Why? Because he gave mercy to whom he had mercy, and he gave it to us for the love we have for the Son. Amen. Dearly beloved, I beg you then, as strangers and pilgrims, not to get comfortable. Abstain from fleshly lusts that war against the soul. Having your conduct honest among the world, the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. 5.1 The elders which are among you exhort, who am also I, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, be also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God who is among you, taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, not because you have to or being told to, but willingly wanting to. Not for filthy lucre's sake, not because of money, but for a ready mind that you know that this is something that God called us to do. Amen. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. Amen. So when the chief shepherd shall appear, we shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. So likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yes, all of you, be subject to one another, be clothed in humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace, gives that grace to the humble. So humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he can devour. Whom I ask you to resist, stand fast in the faith, knowing the same afflictions that are accomplished in you, your brethren, that are in the world, and getting the same problems. But the God of all grace, who has called us to the eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered for a little bit, He'll make you perfect, established, strengthened, and he will settle you. Amen. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Second Peter 1 Peter 1.3 According to his divine power has given to us all things Amen. that pertain to life and, and godliness. Amen. To the knowledge of him that has called us yes. into glory and virtue, yes. Yes. whereby are given to us exceeding and great precious Promises because we've been called and answered the call. That by these, you could be partners or partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. By escaping what we, what we had coming, yes. now with him, we're going to have a divine influence, divine power inside of us to walk this out through the divine nature of God. Amen. His power, his will, his life. Amen. Beside this, I ask that you give all diligence to add your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, to patience, the godliness that was given to us, life and godliness. And godliness, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and they do abound, they make you, they make you, they make you, Amen. that you shall abound, but neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus. But he that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he were purged from your old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling, and your election, sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Amen. For so an entrance shall be ministered to you abundantly, the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. First John three. Oh my goodness. Church gonna take me out for ice cream. <laughs> Three one. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons and daughters of God. Therefore the world knows us not because it didn't know him either. Beloved, now you actually are the sons and daughters of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, because that's what he called us to. Amen. And every man that has this hope and himself purifies himself even as Christ is pure. So whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for the sin is a transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away those sins of ours. And in him there was no sin. So whosoever abides in him sins not. Amen. Whosoever sins has not seen him, neither yet known him. So little children, let no man deceive you. He that does righteousness is righteous. Even as Christ is righteous. Amen. He that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. 
So whosoever is born of God does not commit sin, for his seed remains, Christ's seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Amen. That seed of Christ is that condemnation, that conscience that you've been given. Amen. And this, the children of God are manifested, and the children of the devil. Whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither he that does not love his brother. Last but not least, verse 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue. Let us love in deed and truth. Hereby we know that we are of the truth, and we shall assure our hearts, so we can have our ability to be fully persuaded, right? That before him, if our heart's going to condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows all things. Beloved, though our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards our God. Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his commandments and do the things which are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment. That we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. We should love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keeps his commandment dwells in Christ and Christ dwells in him. And hereby we know that he abides in us because we have that spirit as a deposit in our life that he's given to us. Father, we come before you tonight and say thank you, Lord. That's a, a pretty straightforward opportunity, Lord God, to see who you are, what you are, what's in store for us. We'll just open our lives up and let you have free course. Yes. Probably most importantly is um, many of us want to wander around here acting a fool when we want to think somehow or another we're on the short end of the stick and yet we've all been called. We've all been chosen. Yes. It's whether or not Lord God will answer that call. Yes. We'll do what's necessary to see it become manifest even in our lives. So we're going to be praised, thanks, Lord, and glorious. Lord, you've got your work cut out for you. Even though I know you were more than capable of handling it, Lord, we're going to, we're going to try to um, make our, our uh, best, most sincere del- Deliberate, intentional effort to not fall weak and short back into our own natures again, Lord God. We're going to try. We're asking you to help us. But we're going to try, Lord God, to live under under holiness, righteousness, and truth through you and your Son. Yes. Father, we know that you and you alone are the answer. Doesn't mean that we're not still stupid sometimes. But Father, we we want to make this choice tonight. We want to con- commit it and confirm it, Lord God, that you are the way, the truth, and life. There is no other way. We want that way in our life. We want to be of that way, yes. Lord. Take us and impart to us, quicken us with a message, impart to us the supernatural wisdom and the prudence as you shared tonight in, in Peter. Lord, that we, could, we have that given to us and a spiritual understanding is ours as well. That we might be able to walk this out and truly grasp the potential, the possibilities, the excitement of being right with you on a regular basis, which um, holds within a, 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 its whole uh, own nature of blessing. Lord God, knowing that we're, we're finally... Um, on the right page or the right things and, and, it's, and it's exciting Lord God knowing it um, how did I finally find it it's been forever right but Lord we want to say thank you for these things in advance and give you praise Lord and glory for all that you're doing knowing that you are faithful to uh, cause us to become triumphant and we are faithful Lord God to, to begin to start calling upon your name to ask for your power your strength your wisdom to walk these things out so Father thank you we praise you for all that you've done and all you're doing ask Lord God that we would be part of you and your your perfect will being done more than conquerors, as Romans says. Oh, God, for your glory and your purpose. So thanks, praise, honor, and glory to you. In the precious, precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.